it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, the Melting Pack, the Next Level Network. Today, today's a big day. We've got a lot going on, and um, most of it is already done, and you know I don't have to do any work today, so that's great. Anytime I can do less work on a day when I already have to record is great. It's a great day. And what I mean by that is uh, we are talking to the band Ruby Bones today, and that interview was recorded a month ago, and I, uh, I edited the whole thing in pieces over the next or the last few weeks, so I would not be overwhelmed. And have to get up at like 4 a.m. on Saturday to put it together. So it was a fun chat. We went in a lot of different directions. We made fun of Smash Mouth and Trapped. We talked about fighting Facebook, uh, live stream shows, songwriting, college, all that stuff. Uh, plus a lot more. There's a lot in here. So um, I don't know. Sit back and relax and enjoy yourself. Get your favorite cold one to crap open and, uh, and enjoy yourself. All right. So that's what's coming in a few moments here. But first, let us turn it over to the captain, who's going to hopefully be there to let us know what is going on with the fly guys. I'm messing with wires. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, uh, thank God. Get to turn it over. Good, sir. The floor is yours. Take it away. Hey, Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Oh, yeah. Guys, it is with a heavy heart that I have to say this is going to be my last update for the season, but do not fret. There is a ray of sunshine at the end, and I'm going to get to it. So instead of looking back at the last week, looking forward to the next week, let's do a brief look back at what the Flyers have done this season. So guys, as you know, the Flyers came out so strong this season. They were Mr. Olympia, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you will, of the NHL, just lifting up a 1,000 pounds on the bench press, just killing it knocking out reps. The Flyers were scoring goals. The goaltending was fantastic. The defense looked amazing, but unfortunately, the Flyers were not able to sustain that momentum. They kind of fell back onto some old bad habits. The passing really kind of went awry. The Flyers weren't able to keep any momentum going with goal scoring, and as you know, goaltending faltered down the line. Although all of those things happened, the Flyers really showcase their young talent in this farm system. I'm ecstatic to see these new young kids come up. And I really am impressed with the Flyers' kind of organizational mindset, finally, 
They're really building the farm system. They have a ton, I guess, a ton, I can't say that enough, a ton of young talent that's really coming up here. So, I mean, it's it's a really great time to be a Flyers fan. So, guys, let's just be ecstatic for that. I am happy to see how Elaine Vigneault is kind of shepherding this team, how he's kind of bringing them along throughout all of this. And I'm really ecstatic to see what the Flyers can do moving forward. So, really a huge thing that I have to say about the Flyers is they're bringing Elaine Vigneault and they're keeping him on board. The typical Flyers or Philly fashion, you want to just drop the goalie as soon as possible. That is not the right mindset here. The Flyers are doing the right thing. Let Elaine Vigneault get a couple more shots at this thing. Let him get the team together. The veteran guys on the team are getting a very old. Drew is still a dynamic playmaker, still setting up guys. The Flyers need a pure defensive player, and they need a pure sharpshooter. They really need somebody to get out there and just score goals. Nothing else but score goals. So that is my take on all of it. I am excited. I hope all of you are excited as well because the Flyers really are able to do some really great work here. And I am ecstatic to see what they can bring as we move forward into these next few years. So guys, let me end with this. The Flyers are dynamic. They're making it happen. I know this season wasn't great, but the Flyers are able to really put some good things together. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see what we need to see in short order. So guys, let me leave you with A very big, huge, ecstatic congratulations to Mr. Pat and Miss Jill. I'm not going to say much more than that. Let me let him kind of break that down for you. But guys, I am ecstatic for this offseason. Let's see what the Flyers can do. And that is it for me, Inside the Melted Pat on Next Level Radio. Thank you, my friend, for all of your hard work. I think what we're going to do is, uh, and by the time you hear this, I've already told him this, is consider that his season finale, uh, whether the Flyers continue to play or not, because we're going to be on baby watch after this week, pretty much. So thank you, Captain, for all of your work this year. I know it's been rough for the Fly Guys, but uh, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show, Um, even virtually. Yeah. So there you go. That's all the stuff that I think I have to tell you for now. In any case, you probably heard a coin there, and uh, I'm done with all that stuff, so I'll be back at the end of this to, uh, you know, wrap it up and do all that. So for now, I, uh, like I said, get your favorite cold on the crap open, and enjoy yourself, because this is me talking to Ruby Bones. All right, fine, we'll start from right here. Welcome to the show. There we go. Now we're, we're all good. Everybody's good. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect thing to end on. <laughs> yeah, all all the stuff that we just said, I'll just cut out. Or I'll put it all in without you guys knowing. That sounds fine, too. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess I should let everybody know. Ruby Bones, they're here, some of them. And are there more of you in the thing? This isn't all of you, right? It, it is. Temporarily, it is. Yes, yes. All right. So only some of you are making pre-orders. The, the rest of you are eating fried chicken after workouts. Good. This is all good. Yeah, we talked about that a lot before. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of topics were discussed. Before someone had to be censored. Or wanted to be censored, I should say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I don't have a ton. I'm not a hard-hitting journalist. 
Plus, the more questions I ask, the more work I have to do. So, wow, I that really is. That's the we call that the Matt approach. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. He'll literally be like, you know, the less guitar takes I send, the less work I have to do, and the less work you have to do. So let's just go with whatever works. It's because I'm perfect on the first take, Chris. It's not my fault you can't take my perfection and make it work with your sloppiness. I, I actually do. I have a fun uh, joke about that. In in a previous band of mine, one time my, my buddy Ralph recorded the absolute worst solo. We were recording <laughs> solo over this. And he literally, he hit like three wrong notes, like flat out atonal. And and I was like, hey man, like, are you gonna re- like, you're gonna redo that, right? And he's like, no, no, that's not atonal. That's jazz. You're just uncultured. Oh my God. <laughs> and I've always remembered that. So anytime I hit a wrong note, I just tell people, I'm like, no, it's jazz. You're just not cultured. <laughs> my favorite moment in any Beatles song is in Let It Be. There's a moment where Paul McCartney's right hand clearly plays the wrong note. Like if you know how to play on the piano, you're like, oh, he went from, he like, he hit this B diminished chord instead of a C. And it just, it hits my ear every time. I, I used to hate it. And now I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's jazzy. Like, I'm sure they hated it at first. And like, oh, you know, it's kind of cool. It's out there. Let's leave it and see if people notice. No, he was just on acid. And that was the only thing. <laughs> get out of it. Well, that too. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that the one where he goes <laughs> in the background? Because I think that is, I think he does it on Hey Jude or Let It Be. Oh, I don't where know. There's, there's a clearly audible in the background of the song never noticed it although now once i go back and listen to well both of those songs once i hear it i'll know it like you'll never be able to unhear it right Mm -hmm. yeah there's a uh someone made a website of every technical mistake in beatles songs that i found one time and i was just like i'm a giant like music head and like i don't want to say audiophile but like music file and I saw that website and that was like, even me, I was like, you know what? I, I clock out of this one. I am not going to spend three hours just for fun listening to Beatles errors on their master recordings. Can you send me that link, Chris? I know that you, you absolutely <laughs> have to listen. I, I would have to dig it up. I might be able to find it though. Just people are crazy for like that band in particular, obviously like the legacy, the whole, all the BS behind it. Like, but no one, like, no one does that for R.E.M. or the Stones. Like, it's always the Beatles who get, like, these obsessives. All right, go ahead. What was oh. it, Aerosmith, you are about to say? <laughs> no, no. So you can think <laughs> of a maze backwards. It's a recipe. Maybe I'm amazed. It's a kick in lentil soup. <laughs> <laughs> is that from The Simpsons, or is that just a, a real thing? Real. It's real? Just say it's a real thing. Nobody, who's going to check? Who's going to look that up? People. They will. They'll do it. They're crazy. Huh. Well, all right. I got to go back and edit some stuff out of the show from weeks back so nobody looks into my stuff. All right. Jeez. You, I forgot. There's a weird corner of the internet that's just everybody's got to dig into everything, makes everything less fun. I, I agree. There's too much content. <laughs> oh, we should stop making it. We should stop making it. We are like, oh, man, the amount of the amount of stuff we have to just do to, like, keep up with attractive people on on tiktok is just (laughs) but we have learned if you show your feet you get a lot more likes especially if the feet aren't attached to a body (laughs) where do you have those feet (laughs) wow feet all right that's good that's good i'm gonna write that down jesus what a mess show feet more
Show feet more. Make a note. Somebody make a note of that. Somebody put it in the chat. This is personal motto in life. Show feet more. <laughs> it's actually, it's funny you say that. I, I spent literally last night uh, at like 2 a.m. I was shopping for pants to, uh, <laughs> because I hate wearing shorts. I hate how like I personally look in shorts. And I, I had started to come across a, we have a band rule that like, and it's a band rule that everyone has, which is no shorts on stage. And I'm trying to take that and just put it through my entire life. So I was literally searching on Reddit and like frugal fashion advice. Are you about to zoom out and show that you're wearing shorts? No, no. I was he trying said to... he wasn't wearing pants earlier, so he's probably going to prove it, right? Yeah, but uh, I was on frugal r slash frugal men's fashion last night trying to find the most lightweight pants that a man can wear in summer. And apparently they're like bonobos or, or like uh, just chinos. You can get uh, pairs of chinos made of linen that are really like purposefully lightweight so i think i'm gonna i bought a pair you ever wear a linen shirt yes but i like i'm like too like husky to carry it well i look <laughs> i look like some kind of mess of a man wearing anything but like a tight uh tight black t-shirt no, i felt like an idiot like putting one on at first and then i was like walking around in puerto rico outside his wedding i was like this feels nice Ooh. Like, just, <laughs> yeah I, I wore linen pants to my friend's wedding in Colombia a couple of years ago and it was delightful Wow, I didn't know I was around so many world travelers. Jesus. Well, you know, when I was in Italy, I, <laughs> oh. I, I accompanied my wife to buy a pair of Italian boots. And also my pants ripped out, the crotch ripped out of them twice, which which is insane because I brought two Wait. Pairs, I brought two pairs of pants and the crotch like ripped in both pairs while we were walking around around Rome. And I had to buy like Levi's at a Roman Levi's store. <laughs> What? I ripped a pair of shorts in Hawaii. There you go. So we're all we're all <laughs> having wow. our, our bottom clothing just explode all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say none of you have any luck with uh, with bottom clothing going on over there. What is? How do your pants do, James? My pants do great. <laughs> My pants do well. <laughs> so <laughs> he doesn't want to share his story. That's why he's got a really embarrassing one. He doesn't want to share. It's fine. No, it's I cool. Take them off. That's all. <laughs> Uh, at all times, all so, times. something going wrong. I think it's a tsunami. Oh, pants off. Here we go. I don't want to rip them. <laughs> don't you hate pants? I was waiting for you to say that. As soon as we started this discussion, I was like, James is going to say, don't you hate pants? Is that from The Simpsons as well? Or you can pull the uh, you can pull the George and you fold them and put them down and you take them off when you go to When you have to sit down, right? You don't want to wrinkle them. There's nothing wrong with taking your shirt off in the bathroom. Is that a song Bob's Burgers? No, James was talking about Seinfeld there with George undressing. Oh, I only remember when, uh, well, also I didn't realize I'm, I pull with George all the time, apparently. <laughs> and the other thing is, I just remember the only thing I know is that when he flags the book and flagging the book has always been like a thing in my head that I flag a computer, I guess, all the time. And I'm sure both of you do as well. Everyone here. Yeah. yeah. Gotta get work done. Yeah, that one that you were touching like five minutes ago. Oh no, it's this one. We're, <laughs> you know, also, you your family has a weird. Uh, I call it the floor pewter thing because James's entire family of you and your wife, they just leave computers on the ground and on couches and on chairs like open. I come here all the time, and there's just a floor like a computer on the floor. And I'm like, I'm like, why? What is the reason? And who just broke their computer? I just broke my computer. I realize <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> like, 
So are these uh, laptops sitting around on the floor, or you got full full towers sitting there? No, it's like full full no, no, full thirty five inch MacBook screen. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching TV and I'm doing something and I finish it, I'll just put it next to me on the couch. And if I get up, it just stays there. And for some reason, Chris can't look where he sits and it becomes an issue. How many times have you sat on his computer, Chris? Uh, zero thus far, but only because I'm now heavily aware anywhere I go in this house, there might be a computer resting in any place in time. And now I have to I have to think about it, which is a lot of mental energy for me to exert. If you step on it or you sit on it and you break it, then you have to buy me a new computer and I get an upgrade. I wonder why I think about it so hard, James. Also, you do that thing where you turn it on its side like a book and rest it on the ground, which is insane. What? I just think it's insane. And I wait, want- wait. So, so you pick up, you have a laptop. Um, how many, how many computers do you have in your house? First of all, just two. All right. Well, Chris, you're making it seem like he has forty. Just I, every... actually, I, I have five every... computers. At, we, no, I, we have six computers in our condo, <laughs> which is only because we're dumb and keep breaking That's them. A... Yeah, well, you... some, sometimes if it's open, if I'm going to sit on the, like I put it down as like a triangle tall. So like I just kind of, this. Oh, you don't even close it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's stupid. See? <laughs> Matt, thank you. This is all I wanted, just a little bit of validation. And now he's the leaving. The first time he's, Chris has ever agreed with you on anything. <laughs> yeah, you do usually don't agree with me. He got his validation. Now he's out. That's good. Nice. Wow, so all right. Uh, I'm, I am on a beer run. I keep forgetting to buy grenadine. It's been on my list forever. Um, hey, bring me one while you're over there. Thanks. <laughs> That's uh, Thanks. <laughs> we have a group playing Settlers, Settlers of Catan. Like, I thought you grabbed yourself too. No, I didn't grab myself too. Uh, we have a group playing Settlers of Catan, this little group nice. of Sheep Lords. And uh, every time someone gets a beer, everyone now just goes, hey, did you get me one? And it's just a bunch of voices from the other room. They're like, yo, get me one too. And everyone's on their computer. It's just a very dumb, funny joke that became an inside thing. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, I, I did have a question for you in here somewhere. Oh, don't and worry. we started about talking about pants and open laptops and people stepping on stuff. I, I don't know where we are. You can just uh, shut the f- up. Then. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. No way. <laughs> this is the fun stuff. Uh, so I kind of consider myself a musician. So I always like to ask musicians this question. How do your songs come together? So do you all go in and have a plan of like, okay, we're going to try this today? Or does somebody come in and say, hey, move your computer. I have an idea and bring in like one part of it and kind of work from there. How does generally, how does it work? That was a wonderful callback. That was, that was well done. Just you know, Thank you. game calling out game. That was very, that was very good. Well, uh, I'm a professional. You are. <laughs> so, so I will, I will say um, for the most part, uh, myself, I, I write the songs and then we kind of flesh it out as a team and we've made it valiant attempts to try to write together. How did, Matt, you just sent me something cool. I turned it into yep. apparently a, a pure ripoff of a 1970s uh, song by, I'm forgetting, uh, who sings uh, something, you're, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah. And Phyllis said, Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Yeah, my chorus sounded exactly like that. And I sent it to Matt. And he's like, this is Brandy. And I'm like, yeah, you got me. It's what popped in my head. I just tried to like alter it a bit. We'll work on it in uh, five weeks from now, once I'm fully vaccinated. It's been. 
yes, in once you're fully vaccinated. And uh, yeah, you know, you can always risk it and come here earlier. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Sounds a great idea. With, uh, Just with put a your... mask on. You'll be all right. Yeah. He's, hey. He's made it 54 weeks. It's like <laughs> it's like that, was it flex tape? It's like, it's like put a mask on it. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that guy slapping the flex tape on like, on like the shark tank. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Yes. <laughs> so are you all fully, well, the other two, are you guys vaccinated yet? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> Yeah, Chris is vaccinated. My wife is vaccinated. Matt just had, you had round one? Just had my first one on Monday, yeah. And Chris is trying to get me in through a friend of his who, for some reason, I'm his only friend that she hasn't emailed, so. Yeah, it is actually, it's very, very humorous that literally, like, I have, like, 30 people writing me this morning being like, thanks so much, man. Thanks for the hookup. And I'm like, happy to, like, do it. And then there's James, who is like, uh... Do you think, per chance, may I have some more vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> more? Again, relinquish my request. <laughs> I won't take much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's all in the works, and but uh, I don't know. Like, oh god, it's like all anyone does is talk about COVID for good reason. It's very dangerous. You should wear a mask. But it's almost over, and our I'm so excited because it is almost over. Biden, baby, he came through. We're, we're going to get there. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd go so far as say it's almost over, but we're going to get there. No, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully by you know midsummer things will be halfway back to normal, and hopefully there'll be places to play and shows to play to, and everyone will be safe. Uh, people are playing. Yeah, City Winery just announced their first batch of shows. Yeah, but it, uh, the people playing before this were like Kid Rock and Morgan Waller and Ted Nugent. So, uh, dude, the Rock and the Most Cruise has to go on. I want I want I want to go on Kid Rock Kid Rock's cruise so hard and I also think I now want to go to the Juggalo Fest. So if you can get tickets to either of those I'm like in. Like I can't imagine it not being a fun time. I would have a great time at the Juggalo Fest. The chill in the most cruise I don't think would be fun. It's just going to be a bunch of It's a bunch of like horny 50-year-olds yeah. who want to have sex with and Kid Rock and you're stuck on a boat with them. And you're stuck on a boat with them? What if you look like Kid Rock? You kind of look like Kid Rock. You can grow it out. Yeah, you grow it out and like gain 48 pounds. No, you just have to wear some kind of American flag apparel and people will confuse you for Kid Rock and you'll get laid. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, okay. It's some great stuff, though. Have you ever seen Joe Dirt? It's fantastic in it. Is, is that him or David Spade? No, he is he Joe in it? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually in it? I don't know. Yeah. Joe Dirt, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your homework. You got to watch Joe Dirt. I have like a list of of terribly <laughs> cheesy uh, teenage Comedy Central movies that James has tasked me with watching. Uh, I, I really only watch um, independent French cinema. That's oh really my great. god. Have you watched Pop Star yet, Chris? <laughs> oh, I did. We did watch Pop Star. It's so yeah. great. That movie is amazing. That movie was wonderful. We we had a movie night going when COVID wasn't super. Uh, like nightmarish when the numbers were only like 300 a day over here in Jersey. Like it was like, okay, like we can have a quarantine circle and like be safe about it. And we, we did. And it totally worked. And uh, then like numbers got to 4,000 a day out of nowhere. And we're like, we should stop. (laughs) We we should, uh, we should cool this a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) We should chill it guys. Everybody relax. We need to get to hot girl summer. We can't do that if we're all getting the thing. Computer man. 
It's all on the computer. Hot Girl Summer's on the computer? Yeah, you can find whatever you want. All right, well, I don't need to know about your late night internet searches, but <laughs> you can keep that to yourself. Well, we can't all be on Reddit's uh, frugal menswear forums <laughs> at two in the morning. I'm not a pervert. I just want a terrible man. I just want to be on frugal men's advice. <laughs> all your porn's on a hard drive anyway. I I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't the time or place for that, Jim. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be, but it we could don't. be. No, we were we we're a pure American band made up of American boys. We're coming to your town. We're well, coming to your town. We're gonna party down, and that's uh, that's it. And I don't know. I, what I am excited. I, I wanted to purposefully segue into like coming out of COVID. I'm really excited for this record and this release because uh, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but like. We made like a pretty what amounts to a party record that is like supposed to be convertible top down. Like we're having a good time, like buzzing along the highway, kind of like record. That was that was the goal, partly. Well, I have listened to the record. It's fantastic. But first, I want to go back when you said we're an all American band. uh, That makes you sound really racist somehow. (laughs) Like, oh, I I feel like. You were getting ready to say something really offensive, and I was like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> no, no, no. I was quoting. Was it Bachman no, I, Turner Overdrive? Well, who is no, it? I, I know Bachman Turner Overdrive or Canadian dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're making a reference, but I was like, I was like, "Oh Jesus, what's this guy gonna say?" <laughs> man, I am the worst white nationalist. I don't even know where Bachman Turner Overdriver from. Man, <laughs> well, Randy Bachman was in the Guess Who, and they're famously Canadian. Did they do American Woman? Yeah. Well, that doesn't make much sense. Now, American does it American woman, get away. Don't come knocking around my door. I don't need your war machine. It's not oh. a pro-American song. <laughs> oh, see, I play that. I always put that back-to-back with Born in the USA, because, like, and, and, like, Fortunate Son as my most patriotic pro-American <laughs> song. Jesus. <laughs> so you forget that uh, American Woman is not an American song, like, pro-America song, because Lenny Kravitz did it. And he's like, wow, this is say- great. Can we talk about a Lenny Kravitz? I wish we could. Maybe when this is done recording, we'll share screen. Because uh, my <laughs> my lovely wife and I have been talking about getting a blown up. Did you by any chance see when Lenny Kravitz split his leather pants on stage and his full manhood fell out of the pants? Yes. Now, I'm not in any mood. I, I'm No part of me likes the idea of body shaming or like talking about other people's incidences or anything negative, I will say nothing about Lenny Kravitz's manhood. But what I will say is the pose and the moment it happens might be the funniest thing I've ever (laughs) seen. And somebody made a gif of it or a gif of it. And it is Lenny Kravitz just in pants and he's with his guitar, wearing sunglasses, tongue full out. He looks like a demon. And he's just going... <laughs> and bends down and splits his pants, causing his junk to fall out. And it is fully visible and possibly the funniest. There's a gif of it just repeating over and over again. And I watch it sometimes to go to sleep more peacefully because it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I think that's something called meat spin. No, it's not meat spin. It's not lemon party either. I was really hoping we were going to get a meat spin reference out of this. And James, you did not disappoint. Thank you. I really did not think that with this conversation would go there. But, uh, <laughs> I I implore you because there is a full frontal image of Lenny Kravitz literally like I'll just do it. He's like <laughs> with his junk out. 
And honestly, it's like the most beautiful, it's like a Renaissance painting. And I want to get a blown up either picture printed out of it to hang at our place or have someone like paint it majestically. I think having somebody paint that would be the, the better way to go. I want to, maybe I can have him do two copies and send one to him. I think you should recreate it and have them paint you. <laughs> okay, don't send that one to Lenny Kravitz, though. That's creepy as <laughs> Can you imagine if you had like a horrible incident where your, your uh, private areas fell out on stage and someone sent you a full painting of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse because it's not even him in the painting. It's like just some random guy, like according to him, some random dude. <laughs> Some random guy. Yeah, hey, man, you're an inspiration. I did this model after you. Oh, my God. You would be on several lists. Also, <laughs> your American woman cover is pretty cool, man. <laughs> it's anti-American. Oh, but that is, oh, Jesus. Lenny Kravitz. Uh, so many things that we touched on today I did not think we were going to get to, and we've only just started, I think, maybe. <laughs> You don't spend. I, <laughs> no, we're done. We ended on Lenny Kravitz. It's over. All right. Well, thanks for coming. This was great. Uh, <laughs> so you mentioned the record, Laser Tooth Tiger. By the time everybody hears this, it will be out. Um, yeah, that's that was the plan, right? It's coming out the day after. Yeah, out, this would come out May first, and the record comes out uh, April thirtieth. Yes. All right. So I got that part right. Great. So you know. COVID's been kind of uh, rampant, especially over where you guys are. The numbers are up and all that. Did you have any kind of fun things, fun difficulties putting this together? Were you, were you able to get in the same spot? Was it all virtual? How did it, uh, how did it come together? We've recorded a decent amount. The way we record is uh, not super standard, I think, for most bands. Like I'll typically lay down uh, guitars and vocals. We'll end up putting... Uh, having a drum day to put drums to it and like kind of like fixing any tweaks and like making it work then we'll add bass this is all like the classic way to record is to do drums first or do drums and bass at the same time to like lay down a tight rhythm section but uh we've never had that so we just do it like an easier way where uh we can just we can sorry james <laughs> We can do it in ease. You were really cracking up over here. Oh my god! Sorry. He's still thinking about Lenny Kravitz's junk. That's why. Yes, that's. He's just. He's just like, man. I got to see that gym. So beautiful. It's so majestic. <laughs> just flop. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we we do a method which is a, a little bit less classic style, and it actually it ends up us being able to record a little bit more remotely, which actually in this scenario worked out like uh matt and myself both have all the equipment necessary to just record ourselves and then we usually uh ship it over to our friend skylar ross who i will give a shout out say he did an excellent job mixing and mastering this and he's over in wayne new jersey skylar ross recording and uh yeah he, he he'll put everything together we'll sit with him and work out the kinks and add extra tracks and this time on this one i think matt you did a little uh, a little bit of extra recording at your place as you were able to do it and throw guitar tracks and everything on uh, remotely. Yeah, we luckily got most of the recording done before the pandemic hit. I think we were done with most of the tracks in January. And then I had some solos to record and there was one song, uh, Press Rewind, the last one on the album that was the least finished. And we did a lot of development on that. 
during the yeah. pandemic. But besides that, we were mostly done. It was just like backing vocals and guitar solos. And then there's the the part in every song where I say to Chris, hey, Chris, I have like four more ideas for guitar tracks. Add all of these. And he has to figure out what to do with that. Yeah, that's always the most torturous part. But I, I will say, uh, yeah, Press Rewind uh, took a while to come together. And I, I just want to publicly, now that we haven't actually talked about this, you guys had such little faith in this song the whole time we're making it you they were both matt and james were both like i don't know man something about this song just doesn't sound put together and i'm like no it's in my head just let me figure it out just give me time and i had to like sit and like record and like make it happen and then finally we hit a point where all of a sudden like the first uh the first master of the track came back and you guys were like oh my God, it's a real song. And I was like, yes, when I, you let me put everything in it because I did all these <laughs> like, random remote tracks. Like it was just like me and an acoustic guitar and they were like, this is boring. And I'm like, because it's missing everything. I never said it was boring. I said uh, the chorus ripped off another song and I'm not going to say it here because then everyone else will notice. And the solos ripped off other songs. And the bridge ripped off another song. Well, the solos rip off, the solos are intentionally a tribute to other songs on our album but the chorus was the same chords as another song. Not yeah, was, Matt took our idea and ran with it. Uh, we have a bunch of leads all over the record, and uh, maybe on, on your next listen, you'll be able to uh, to notice this. Like A bunch of the main lead guitar parts in all the other songs are quoted in the last song. We tried to do like a big a big thing where everything was like, you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink and kind of like do callbacks and like, sometimes lyrically, sometimes melodically to other parts of the record. It's like a fun exercise, a musical exercise. And it, it worked because the whole record's an A. Whoops. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of the songs are in one key. And like, I realized like A, like, uh, I don't know. Do you play music at all? I do. Oh, okay. What do you, what do you play? I play guitar. So now, um, so you know that scene in, uh, what's that classic movie? I'm Spinal Tap. You're not seeing in, in Spinal <laughs> Cap where he goes, he goes, uh, well, D minor is the saddest of all keys. This is called Lick My Love Pump. Do you know that scene? <laughs> uh, I agree with the sentiment of not maybe that that's the saddest of all keys, but like, I feel like musical keys have um, energies about them. And I think the keys of A and the keys of D have like a really like, when I think of fun, I think like if you, Think of like the most fun songs. You will find a lot. A lot of them are in A and D. There's just something like, and it's it, it's kind of like based on how the guitar works. Oh, cool! The meeting was upgraded. <laughs> oh, that let you guys know. Cool. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> well, it was. Uh, it, it said it was going to end in ten minutes, so I had to real quick upgrade before, so we didn't lose it. Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hold the sign up. <laughs> So, so Chris, you know, that was a joke in Spinal Tap because what he was saying was so ridiculous. Yeah, but I think it's true. I, <laughs> I think, I do think, I think keys have like energies to them. Like a bunch of songs that we I have like written that I want to do next are all in G because I think G is a folkier key. I think there's something like kind of, and also I don't have to sing as high as I sing in the key of A, which is really nice. So I get to sing a little lower. That's always good too, when you can match the key to where you want to sing that's oh, always clutch that's one of the hardest parts of songwriting and like you find yourself getting attached to uh whatever you come up with the first time and not wanting to move it like uh james for instance has heard me like screeching my head up like head <laughs> up off in his basement 
I'll be recording vocals just he's the only one of us who has a basement. And I'll just be like, I remember in the summer. And he's like, hey, man, like, you sound like a demon. You sound <laughs> absolutely terrible. Can you please do something different? And I'm like, I'll yell at him up, him up like angrily, like, I can't do something different. The guitar is already recorded. I just have to do it. Like, or when you uh, I mean you know hit it I'm like play it in a different key and you're like I can't I can't I can't we can't change the key can't change the key I, I wrote it in this key it has to be the same I I'm getting a little bit better about it now but like you know you get attached to things that's that's like everything yeah when you have a certain vision for the song in your head and you especially when you already like recorded the guitar track and it's already mapped out and done you kind of I don't know. Maybe it isn't really hard to do it, but I would be much too lazy to change it at that point. So I'm with you. See, Chris has trouble with that because he's not a good guitar player. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow, what a... D I looked at the Thin Lizzy solo you sent me the other day and like literally sat down and was like, man, I guess I just can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> no part of me was like, I should practice and get better. I was just like, no, I can't do it. Well, oh, well. So so I joke. I mean, Chris is a very good rhythm player, and he's oh, okay at leads. <laughs> he's, wow. He can learn them one note at a time. This is how he described it. He's like, yeah, like on the first, because I wasn't in the band for the first record, and he did all those solos, and he's like, yeah, I learned them like one note at a time and got my way through it. And it sounds great. You wouldn't know I'd listening to the record. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's literally like, I'm like, I'll, sing something out i'll sing something i want to play on guitar and figure it out note by note and then try to learn how to do it and it'll literally go like here's the first note all right i found the second note bump bump all right where's the third note bump 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 and i'm like all right there it is oh my hand can't move there i guess i can't do that note i'll change it to a new note <laughs> yeah that's like me singing backup vocals it's the same thing like my vocals and your guitar and your guitar and my vocals are sort of in a similar range <laughs> Yeah, and, and with luck, we're always getting better and improving. That's that's always the goal. That is pretty much how I play guitar. Like, if I'm trying to learn a lead, I'm like, oh, yeah, let me work out this note. Like, dun -dun -dun. nope, can't play it that fast. Dun -dun. Oh, and then move on to something else. <laughs> exactly. How, is that how drums work for you? I want to keep you in the conversation. What? Do I just quit things that I can't do? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, do you give up and move on to something else? <laughs> yeah, when, when we're like, like, hey, why don't we cover Rush? And you're like, no. No, I can't. <laughs> no, thanks. Halfway through 2112. James has never said, let's not cover a Rush song. I think if it were up to me and James, we'd be a Rush cover band. <laughs> yeah. I will make myself figure it out. But also, also every time you've done a Rush cover, it's never sounded good. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Whose fault was that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, fly by night. Fly, fly. It's torture, man. How do you listen to this band? <laughs> wow. at least led zeppelin is, is sings about like having like sex with elves and like climbing the ring to drop like drop a ring in mordor rush sings about libertarianism it's not all like that dude there's a rush song called rivendell which is straight out of lord of the rings also yeah i'm sorry is that on the first record where they're literally copying led zeppelin second record where they're only copying them vocally oh good okay L lyrically yeah. i mean rather lyrically yeah, rush is the original greta van fleet and now Greta Van Fleet on their new record are copying Rush. So hooray. Oh, I should give him a listen. Actually, you'd probably love it, to be honest. And also, I kind of liked it too. Not going to hate. But you got to check out Dirty Honey. 
which is a better throwback that I introduced Chris to. Oh, movie. yeah. They're Jay- like ripping off GNR and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's G- so good. Yeah, Dirty Honey is just new Guns N' Roses. And I like it more than original Guns N' Roses, which I don't like that much. But like, I was into Dirty Honey. I was like, all right, at least they're really proficient at what they're doing. Kind of like Steel Panther, except when they play cart, uh, they play concerts to uh, massless COVID having people in like four months ago. Not cool. But also, if there was a band to that had to break all the COVID laws because they were too rock, Steel Panther. It's Steel Panther. Steel Panther. I'm like, I'm like, if Steel, if anyone's gonna give me COVID, it better be Steel Panther. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna go risk COVID for like Trapped in Smash Mouth, who played a show six or seven months ago. Like, yeah, no masks, no distancing. Forget that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not risking COVID for you, Jokers. Can you imagine hearing? Uh, Headstrong, I'll take you on. Right, followed immediately by somebody wants to. <laughs> like, what a weird, like, that is like musical whiplash. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I can't imagine it, but you know what? I'm going to find a way to put it in right here so everybody else can hear it. So we can hear it when the show goes up. That makes put that sense. little, those beginnings in there. Wait, <laughs> why does it make sense? Because you're, you're taking commercial <laughs> hard rock and you're taking like alternative rock from the exact same time. So if you look at it in the nostalgia sense that like I grew up with both of those bands on the radio, it's not that far off if you were like into one of those bands that you would know the other one. You would one know the other like, one to go because it's it's just like See, it's not like trapped is like metal or something you know they're just like rock they're just like wow you're really calling out trap hard See, i <laughs> i thought you were just say like you know why they go together because they're both who don't care about other people <laughs> i mean that guy did get banned from all social media because he's a piece of so well yeah he then like announced like a thing where only the pra- like all proud boys were allowed to go to his concert i mean I don't know. We try not to be super political as a band, but sure. maybe, maybe I can convince James over here to allow us allow us to say, I don't think we should be favoring the white nationalists. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think our fun poppy music lines up with uh, new Nazis. That's. I don't think that's our target target demographic. But also, or old Nazis. I never, I never thought it would be Smash Mouth demographic. <laughs> <laughs> and like, honestly, I'm I'm surprised. And Smash Mouth have layers, like an ogre or an onion. I mean, they did Shrek, so either way, that tracks. Yeah, yes. yeah. The Shrek money doesn't last forever. But also, the funny thing about the uh, a funny, I think I remember that that concert. I also think was uh, mainly it was like a biker. It fest. was Sturgis, which is what? like a big. Like oh, was it festival? Oh, yeah, was it the big? I thought it was bike festival. Yeah. I thought it was the biker festival, it is. and like it's, but a, it's a it's a rock festival for bikers in Sturgis. Yeah. So imagine if you're like a really intense Harley Davidson riding dude, and you roll and up you, with the smash mouth, and you roll up, <laughs> you roll up, <laughs> and you roll up, might as well be walking on the sun. Like what? No, well, well, it says accidentally in love. You know. Accident- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that uh that's that was, counting crows? Counting crows. Counting crows. Counting crows. Counting crows. <laughs> yeah. They did uh I'm a believer. <laughs> Smash Others I'm a believer. Was, that was a cover also. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, but it was a good one. Like Smash Mouth are one of those bands that have like an incredibly like you know, we're doing nothing but making fun of them right now. I gotta give credit where credit's due. Walking on the Sun is one of the coolest songs. 
It's almost as good as Smooth by uh, Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Yes. And uh, no, they're fun. Like, you yeah, no, they're a good Smash time. Mouth records are fun. Yeah, they are. Yeah, no, they're they're fun. But this band, that like, it's so weird. You ever see like, there's just some bands who have like an innate talent at covering other bands, and Smash Mouth just always do great covers. Also, wasn't there a thing where they keep throwing, they kept throwing bread at the lead singer? <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Foo Fighters and Mentos. No, no, no. The Foo Fighters and Mentos was a fun thing. This was a negative thing where someone threw a piece of bread at the lead singer of Smash Mouth one time. And he was like, stop throwing bread at me. And the, and that clip just went viral. So everyone was showing up at their shows with a loaf of bread to just throw it at him. Wait, loaves of bread, not like slices or rolls yeah, or something? Like, slice by slice. Like oh. bread or are we talking like a hard Italian? <laughs> They're throwing like ciabatta at it. <laughs> like a javelin. <laughs> they're, they're throwing what's that hard that hard italian cookie biscotti, biscotti. they're throwing biscotti oh my gosh biscotti and smash mouth <laughs> just that would like if that hit you more going as fast as like a pitcher would throw it would cut your face open a piece of biscotti i don't think somebody's pitching a hundred mile per hour biscotti fastballs you're lucky you're lucky they weren't doing it when lenny kravitz had his incident <laughs> <laughs> now that's a callback that is is it worth it to get COVID if you could hit the Smash Mouth guy with the biscotti cookie? Uh, now I'm just thinking of the headline, Lenny Kravitz circumcised at concert. Italian <laughs> <laughs> biscotti. Just forget, he's a Kravitz. That was done when he was a very small child. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I never thought about the, uh, the heritage of Lenny Kravitz until this very moment. So on his Behind the Music, I remember distinctly watching this when I was in college. And there's this like old Jewish guy. It could have been my grandfather. It says like Captain Cy Kravitz. He goes, my son Leonard, such a good boy. And it's just this old Jewish man who is his dad. It's wonderful. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Especially because I like, for no reason, I never thought about Kravitz and I don't want to put myself in hot water, but I just assumed. Just stop he, talking then. I, I just assumed he was. I'll cut like, it out. No, I assumed he was like Cuban or Puerto Rican. I just like, I don't know. He just, he just, he looks like he's like, an island dude his mom was on the jeffersons she was uh the black woman who was married to a white man and at the audition they're like well we want you to be married to this white guy is that gonna be okay with you she pulls out her family photo she's like this is my husband and son like yeah this is fine oh there you go so that that all checks out you're so ignorant of your lenny kravitz bachman turner overdrive history chris all right, look, I have much to learn from you, Matt, all the time. Please, if you could go ahead and just let me know, if I say names from now on, blink twice for Jewish and blink <laughs> once for not Jewish. And just help me out. Like, I'm trying to learn. I, I want to be an ally and a woke individual. Oh, my God. I, I, uh, I say, oh, my God, like yeah. it was a bad thing. Just, just the way you said it. <laughs> just like, I want to be woke, man. Very patronizing, Chris. I'm not patronizing. I care a lot about, uh, you know, potato toys and and like and current, uh, you know, world issues. Definitely not about our songs. <laughs> you know, Chris said he didn't want to get in hot water, but then he just keeps talking. He just he just keeps saying stuff over there. That is literally what I it's, it's, it's That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> James, do you want to you, you have anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Here, I'll get us back on track. Don't you worry. So we mentioned playing shows, vaccinated, all this stuff. So who knows if we're going to get Hot Girl Summer, if you're going to be able to tour. But if you, whether you can or not, have you thought about doing a live stream show, like a live stream of the full record to 
promote it, just play it all in a row or anything like that? We have been thinking about that. We, we need a few pieces to fall in line. And we also want to wait a little bit longer for people to be vaccinated. Like that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, but maybe in a month or so when like things start getting a little perking up a bit, we might schedule something uh, to, you know, do a little bit kind of celebration for the record. I was thinking about at the very least, like an acoustic live stream or something that, you know, we can get friends and, you know, people in and fans like invested in, in some way. That would be nice. But people are kind of, I, I feel like it's hit its tipping point and it's like, oh, everybody's, live streams. Uh, everybody's been doing it and they're just need a beer. <laughs> sure. It, it's just not. Yeah, me too. Thanks. It's, oh, not sure, as, you got it's it. not as fun as it used to be, you know, like we're, we're also jaded by how long things have gone on in the state and just like, you know, another kid popping up in front of the computer with a guitar to just like play some songs. You know, I, I don't know if it's like a special or, or anything. I think if we were going to do it, you know, we've had discussions about doing like a, a real nice recording session video performance of these things and like, you know going the step of securing a nice place to go and play and film and bringing in, you know, multi-camera shoot and, and doing something a little more legit and, and trying to go it. And that's, that's what would take, um, you know, a couple extra steps of coordination and trying to put it together. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to just play in the basement for the sake of playing in the basement. You know, it's, I think it's a little more fun to, to try to get a real show together and, and capture that vibe a little bit and if we're able to hold off a little longer to bring people into the vibe then i think that just helps make it a little more special a little more fun you just said vibe 16 times probably drink <laughs> drink drink every time <laughs> vibe. we want to do something that is a little bit uh we're willing to spend a few extra bucks over like an instagram live stream to like if we're gonna if we're gonna get together and play uh you know towards at the end of the world we might as well like make it sound as good as we can so i think we'd probably go into a studio and like do a studio session kind of like mimicking maybe a kexp or like some kind of like a very professional setup so but yeah maybe we could do that uh that we were already like lightly discussing it so it depends on when uh when matt is all good to and free to play yeah well it's a lot of pressure matt you all right with that yeah i'm i'm really psyched about getting to play again really you just, you just told me you hadn't picked a, picked up a guitar in like th three months. You said because I was busy doing video promo work for this band that I'm in. Uh, I got it, the voiceovers. Is it us this time? <laughs> <laughs> You're not your side project, Atomic Fart Police. No, that has been uh, on ice since our one video last summer. You just fought Facebook. You went up against Mark Zuckerberg himself and won. I, well, I did. Oh wait, all right, Matt. I got to hear all about this. So, so my buddy Charlie and I, we have a, uh, a side joke band called Atomic Fart Police. And uh, we put out last summer, we did one song that we recorded at home in a video, uh, the song from the show 90 Day Fiance that uh, we both <laughs> were into. So, so we covered the song, we put it online and, you know, got a few hundred views and it was great. And then last week I got an email, Facebook is delisting your band, your page because of profanity. <laughs> oh. No further explanation. I'm like, is it the word fart? Is it the word fart next to police? Is it, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the word police. It could have been, I don't know. I mean, we had, we had a logo that my friend's nine-year-old son drew of like someone farting and like in that cloud of gas had like a police hat on. And, you know, maybe there was something accidentally obscene there, but uh, I hit the, I hit the appeal button, it took a few days for it to appear. I, like last time I hit the appeal button and this morning it said, 
your appeal has succeeded. Atomic Fart Police has been published again. So cleared by Zuckerberg himself. Take that, Zuck. He took a break from smoking meats to uh, <laughs> to, to go and ha- go ahead and clear your band. Yeah, so Atomic you- Fart Justice has been served. Wow. Now, have you have you James just asked what's what the smoking meats euphemism is? Have you seen the video? There's a video. Um, this is like three years ago. Zuckerberg did and and like I'm sure he's mostly a normal uh, rich sociopath, but that's probably accurate. Yeah. You know, if you're rich, like, I think you have to be crazy. If I was rich, I would be crazy. Like, it comes with the territory. But he did this very awkward video, and I, I implore you to look it up after this, or just put the audio on. Someone did a supercut. He did, like, he had a barbecue smoker and had some friends over and was like, hey, Mark Zuckerberg here. We're just in my backyard smoking meats. You know, we're just smoking these meats, and uh, we're going to be hanging out and, like, taking questions. and blah, 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 while we smoke these meats. And this went on for three hours or some kind of insane amount of time. <laughs> Is it, that's how long it takes to smoke meat. So, which uh, someone did a super cut uh, just going through and pulling out every single time he refers to meats or the act of smoking them. And it's a solid three minute clip of just <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg <awkward laughs> in a backyard, mostly alone going smoking meats out here. Hey, we're smoking some meats. We got meats. We got meats. We're smoking them. It's wonderful. I you should absolutely sounds watch. like it, Chris. It just sounds great. It's that. It's <laughs> watch a rich man say the word meat over and over again for three minutes. <laughs> this recommendation brought to you by Ruby Bones. That's that's my fetish. There it is. <laughs> nothing feet. It's smoking meats. Oh man, did he show his feet in this video at all? I guess that's No, he didn't, but I'm guessing he cooked some. I didn't I didn't watch the whole video, but like if you're smoking meats, you're gonna get some feet in there. He seems like a guy who would smoke feet. He'd see like that'd be that'd just be on the menu. Be like, oh, we got, you know, pork, beef, whatever, feet. And like, wait, what? And you're like, Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it totally tracks. You remember when he was in front of Congress, like sipping water like a reptile and like yeah, looking he looked so oh, he looked like a I, cyborg is too generous he, he just what a mess <laughs> they i remember they just replaced him with data from the star trek the next year <laughs> and it looked like completely identical yeah it was perfect i don't know just as, as a jew and a nerd i feel like we should lay off the zuckerberg uh hatred because some of these are uh harmful stereotypes for both jews and nerds and it's i, I don't hate him for either of those things and i don't really hate him at all uh I, I think the funniest tweet I said about this, like, I, or that I saw about this, was someone somebody tweeted like, "Can you imagine like starting a website to rate the hot girls at your college and accidentally destroying capitalism?" <laughs> like, like nine years <laughs> later, because that's literally what happened. He he yeah. made a, he made a website to like for him and his friends to rank the attractiveness, like an or like an early version of hot or not, and like literally. 14 years later, he is testifying before Congress on whether his website is letting the Russian government interfere in our elections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, life moves at, life comes at you fast, right? <laughs> just stop to look around. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm like, really? The Ferris Bueller quote? <laughs> I don't know if that applies, but I love Ferris Bueller, so I'll throw it in wherever I can. And Zuck is basically the Ferris Bueller of our times. Uh, all right i don't know if i can ride with you on that one so we're gonna move on (laughs) 
Well, who would you say is the Ferris Bueller of our times? Oh, geez. Uh, ooh. I mean, he's popular with the Sportos, the Wastoids, the Dweebs, all, all of them. <sighs> Ferris was lazy. Ferris would not have created Facebook or what became Facebook. He's a schemer. I mean, he used his computer to hack into the school computer and change his grades. That was war games. It was both. <laughs> <laughs> that is that that's just what matthew broderick does when he's not Did that i love happen? how oh wow oh wow. you don't know about that i know i won't i won't say anything no, more that pause was just perfect because you you said it so casually and then you took a drink and i was like somebody else is going to say something about this right nope i wanted <laughs> it to sink in let that let that awkward <laughs> silence flourish oh that is so perfect. All right, before we get in any more trouble, no more trouble. Uh, I feel like somebody's somebody's uh, got us on a list somewhere. So the record, like I said, I did listen to it. That's literally the least I could do, and uh, it's fantastic. By the way, cool. What would you yeah. say it sounds like? I want. I w- we're constantly getting opinions of people, and like, I don't know. I, I, any bands it reminds you of? That'll be fun to talk about. Um. Huh. Well, I didn't even think about that. Uh, where I was going to go was as someone who loves to sing guitar riffs, this record is so great for that. So kudos to everybody who had a hand in that. Well, thank you so much. I think that was uh, that's me and Matt. Note at a time over here. One, it's, it's, one, one. <laughs> everybody except James. Let's just put it that way. That's Mister Note at a time. Yeah, no, uh, Matt. I think you wrote you wrote a decent amount of like of uh, leads all over some of this, right? Yeah, uh, Chris would bring their the songs in with like all the parts added. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to add something else. So yeah, we ended up having a lot of like double lead parts on all the tracks. And yeah, half of that's mine. Don't forget my favorite moment is when you go, all right, yeah, that lead's really cool. You mind if I play it better than you? <laughs> I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't mind that much because that's why you're in the band. You're a better yeah. guitarist. And for no other reason, you're just a better guitarist. That's it. Also, he's dynamite sexy. He's like one of the most attractive people I've, really I've ever met. I mean, obviously. And a real and, and he's a great flautist. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Well, no, you. Uh, oh, yeah. That reminds. This is a weird time to say. I need you to re-record that banjo part that you did in uh, one of our acoustic songs last summer. Yeah, last summer. I'm still working on it. We tried doing drums for it three times. It didn't work. I suck at banjo. It's gonna take a. Do you, you really need, need me to fix that? Uh, possibly. I have a better banjo than the one you own. This we're, is a total digression. We're not going to do anything with it. Don't worry. We probably it. won't do anything with it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, I will say it's interesting that you called out the, the leads and, and the singing, though, if we want to keep it on music for a second, because <laughs> I'm going to reel you back for a second. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Kind of focus. What a guy. You, when you ask, what does it sound like? And then he responds with the singable leads. You hit Chris's, like, man crush right on the right on the oh, head and because, who, who's my man crush yeah, because chris is way obsessed with the strokes and so touching on the singable leads there you go i think you kind of hit that hidden influence in the writing if there's a hidden influence yeah it's definitely uh mr casablanca it's just uh i don't know i, I wouldn't ever say we sound like the strokes but you you kind of borrow that aesthetic I I styling. Totally. I love that stack. Just like a like every single strokes lead is the most singable thing on earth. They're all there. He literally will just like do leads that are there. What that 
if they were sung and had words to them, would just be additional choruses. That's how catchy they are. Yeah, a lot of their leads are just like the notes that he sings anyway. Yeah, they'll do that sometimes, uh, maybe with like a solo here and there. The solos are usually a little different. I could yap and yap about this. Uh, A band that always does a lead line that just is the chorus in terms in guitar form is Weezer. Weezer, like Chromo, is a huge one. Yeah. Well, that was the the Green album. They started doing that. Before that, he would just like shred. And then Green album, he's like, I'm just going to play the melody on a cranked up guitar. And it sounded great also. It also sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, that record rocks in retrospect. Uh, you know, people. Tell me what came later. It's a great record. <laughs> Everyone you know has oh, wow. the most intense Weezer opinions on earth. And it's crazy. They almost sustain themselves as a, as a band now just by like, doing the weirdest things and taking crazy left turns like it's honestly like a really it's an enviable model that where they put themselves they have like classic albums and now they just do whatever they want and i for one am really pumped for van weezer yeah it's kind of crazy how like they made their their money already you know 20 30 years ago and now it's like all right we did all that stuff so let's just have fun yeah so someone was just talking to me about uh, a quote. I don't know. I don't think it was you, Matt. Uh, I, I think apparently Scott Schreiner in an interview from like eight years ago uh, was just saying like, yeah, man, it's like being a we They're like, what's it like being a Weezer? He's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like really tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wow, it's tough to be in your band. It's like, all right, well, I guess it can be when you're led by someone as uh intense of a songwriter as Rivers Cuomo. I can see it. Their one basis years ago. Oh my God, you went there? That's worse than my Matthew Broderick quote, James. Come on, man. I mean, you had a lot of problems, James. I didn't think you would outdo me in that department on this one. I was like, I was like, man, I spent like 20 minutes talking about Lenny Kravitz. I'm competitive. I like to win. (laughs) You you like to win in the who said the worst thing during the interview. I also like that you just gave me a look two minutes ago where it's like, oh, I feel like you were about to say something bad. And I'm like, you know what? Let me reel in what I was about to say. And then you outdid me. Wow. I, uh. Well, I don't, I don't, I feel like my points are all mood after that. Why don't we move on to the next topic? (laughs) Anyways, I was going to say something nice about your uh, your writing, Chris. I was you're talking about again about melodic leads that are singable, and I think you know Chris may not be able to play the cool guitar solos, but he influenced <laughs> you influenced how I approach them. Like the one that comes to mind is Tired Eyes, where I sort of based the guitar solo on your vocal melody, and I worked around that, and I you know. Sort of did that Weezerish approach a little bit, where I played a variation of the melody as the guitar solo, but then like filled in around it. Are you talking the end solo in that yeah, song? Yeah. You do a minor key and totally like you're basing that off of my vocal. Absolutely. What? It doesn't sound anything like it. Is that how I sound? It's jazz. <laughs> it's jazz. It's, it's jazz. just jazz. <laughs> oh, if it's wrong, it's jazz. <laughs> It's based on it's based on the chorus melody. Like, yeah, I'll 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 show you next time I get to see it's you. Show me in person. It'd be yeah. it'd be weird for you to like just sing it out awkwardly for exactly. only me right now. Although I would be very attracted to that idea. I think we all would if we're being honest. Yeah, we're not. It's not gonna happen. You want to just it. go ahead and sing for us? Do da, it. No, no, no. But went da, no, no, no. Yeah. Isn't that what the background does? 
Yeah, the background. Uh, I hear it now. I hear it. You did like a minor key version of when I major key sing like, yep. and I don't know why. Yep. That's what you're talking about? Yep. But, oh, but yours is so like minor key. Is it purposely minor key? I think so. I don't remember if you added that or if I added that. Yeah, I don't. Oh, you know why? I know why it sounds like that. You did my major key melody, but I switched the chord to F sharp minor. Yeah, you swapped the order. So I so I changed the order of the chords. Music is amazing. I hope that was interesting to you, Pat. It was <laughs> to me. Absolutely. Also being a guitarist, like I, I get obsessed with watching like Adam Neely and like polyphonic videos describing like music theory and Rick Beato uh, talking about like analyzing Justin Bieber pop songs and like why they're secretly genius. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with all that. I love songwriting is so much fun. Yeah, it's so interesting how like there are so many ways you can go with a simple idea. And then by the time you're done, you're like, oh, it's been four hours and I just I just went down a huge rabbit hole. Yeah. The worst part is when you listen back to it the next day and you're like, wow, this came out absolutely terrible. Yes. <laughs> Which happens. And I would, it ends up on the record. Hey, it's, that doesn't end up on the record. Hello. You know how many songs I saved from being on the record because I knew you particularly would not like them? Let's list them all. I upgraded the meeting, so we're good. I got time. All the worst songs of Ruby Bones. Are we gonna like? We're gonna do the top ten worst songs that we. <laughs> we have more than ten songs. <laughs> There's two records, and they each have ten songs. Eleven. They each have eleven. Okay. Play half of the first record. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to play. Like we were joking about the vocals before. There, it's really hard to sing. What were you about to say? I was gonna say, you know what song totally holds up, and I'm really kind of sad that we never play it. What song? Into the night. Oh, into the oh, that's just you like hard rock, and that song is so heavy. It came out so heavy, and also like uh, I don't know. For I like that one. I remember like like recording it. I was like, yeah, this is like this is badass. And now like my mentality is like, oh, I don't know if we should be that heavy of a band. No, like, it's not for us. I've never played that song, but I want to. It holds up. I mean, well, I'll bring back anything you want to do. I'll like belt out the lines and like we'll make it happen. Except for maybe uh, change the key. Well, uh, it's already in E minor, the saddest of all keys. Yeah, you'd have to tune <laughs> down to make it any easier to sing. And then it just it sounds even more metal if you do that. Yeah, it would sound so metal. Just jazz it up, bro. Just, just, just jazz just, it up. Add some jazz notes. Just sing atonally. It'll totally work. It's what I do. See? You try your darndest. But I end up singing atonally despite that. <laughs> atonally is still atone. We just we just don't know what key it belongs Actually, in. It's not. <laughs> we're, not, we're not sure where it goes, but it's in there somewhere. Yeah. I just you just gotta be like uh that you're a genius and you're singing microtones and like the audience just doesn't get it yet. It's true. You're not on my level. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when it's like when a comic is bombing and he says, ah, it's a thinker. I'm like, nah, it's a <laughs> joke. No, it's just a bad joke. The acoustics <laughs> in here are just really bad. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's a wonderful, uh, since you brought up my, my love of the strokes, there's a Julian Casablancas interview where they were, they were asking him like, uh, do you like the voids? Like his other band? And he's like, yes, I love the voids. And he's like, what about, how does it compare to the strokes? And he was just like, uh, like, there was like, do you like writing the pop rock of like the strokes? And he just was just like, went totally honest and was like, no, no, I find it boring. And they're like, they're like, wow. And he's like, yeah, not to be pretentious. And like, I don't mean to be, but like, it's too easy. And like, I've moved into other systems of music and like make like 
making music with like Indian uh, tonal scale. Tim, he thinks he's the Beatles. And non-Western tonal <laughs> And And you say that, but hey, the Beatles did it, kinda. Uh, they mostly, they just put those textures into the Western tonal scale with like sitars and notes. Cause at the end of the day, it's just notes and how an instrument carries them. Sorry, music n- nerdery, but- uh, And we learn them one at a time. Yeah, but then you listen to like uh, like a new Strokes song and like a, or like uh, Oblivious by the Strokes or some of the st- songs on the new Voids record. And he literally is like singing. The only way I like, the, the easiest way for me to describe it is like to uh, someone- it's just Bollywood. It sounds like Bollywood. He's doing like weird throat movements and like weird, crazy, crazy. Oh my God, I'm like choking. Speaking He's of weird throat weird. movements over there, are you all right, buddy? No more beer? No more beer. <laughs> I'm just coughing. He's it's... taking indie rock to strange new places. Number he... nine. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. This is our That's third awful. Simpsons reference. But oh, no, because I snuck one in just a minute ago and nobody noticed. You didn't know another Simpsons reference. But yeah, no, but uh, Casablanca is literally like doing like Indian chordal and like harmonic notes with himself. And you're like, oh, he wasn't just like being a pretentious. <laughs> he's actually doing what he said he was working on. Oh, I don't doubt that. But it's just it comes off pretentious when you built your whole career creating this stuff and you like. Yeah, yeah, but you, like you at every band like yeah, outgrows like you, what they do. You move like, to new places, and then once you conquer one thing, I get it. You're did like, did oh, you think this. Disturbed would be covering the Sound of Silence on like late night TV when they first came out? Like, did you think twenty years later that would be happening? No, but they would. did, and it was Actually, kind of right. awesome. We're we're not going to go too far down this, but the quick thing is they were covering songs from the beginning and doing in like interpretations like that. So for them, it's a weird like. Oh, okay. So it's basically, need, yeah, someone someone actually line, noticed like, it, like yeah. or like was like, "We want more." No. Yeah, band. Like you never know the secret, like the secret things that bands like on the no. down low. Like everyone listens to different stuff. I listen to a bunch of indie rock. Matt, you love classic rock. James, I, I'll broadly say you like the '90s and hard rock in general. And like, and that's it. Like, and all those influences sneak in, and that's why like bands are fun. Because like, I don't know when James is like adding some kind of weird pattern from a song from his youth that is like by Alice in Chains and like he added a, like a weird drum part that they do because he loves them and like I have no idea but like cheap it's, trick it. it's in the song uh, yes our, also our joke in the band is you just cheap trick it because I really enjoy <laughs> uh apparently I was wrong it wasn't even cheap trick what band was it Def Leppard I don't know. You just think that putting the snare on two and four with nothing else. Dude, is the, the snare on two and four with nothing else is like the coolest thing ever. Like when a song kicks in, we we actually did it on what? One, we did it two, three, four. Yeah, we did it on Drink All Night. That's our our next single, or actually, I'm sorry, our single that came out a month ago when this aired. <laughs> the song Drink All Night on our record is uh, my, I was so happy that I actually convinced James to do like, like the vocal starts and you're just on the two and four, just like giving it energy. It's just like, it's almost, I equate it to like a cowbell when a cowbell starts in the song, like don't fear the reaper. And you're just like, yeah. Like for me, that same moment <laughs> happens with the snare on the two and four. When you hear a cowbell, your reaction is yeah. Yeah. When I hear a cowboy, <laughs> a cowboy. when I hear a cowboy, my reaction is Yeah. <laughs> And that's just it. Like that's it. Could be the horse he's riding. There you go. I'm a big fan of Orville Peck, the gay, the yeah, the gay cowboy. He's he's incredible. I love it. Wow. I I didn't think we were gonna get there. 
from wherever we started. I had a question here somewhere, but I don't know what the hell it is <laughs> anymore. Honest, the, the jump from naked Lenny Kravitz to gay cowboy is not very far. No, it's not. It's really not. The The path is clear. Uh, so we're going to play one of these songs. I think Rooftops is my favorite lead to sing. So I think I'm going to play that one. Um, you won't hear it now. Everybody else will. How did that one get together? How did you sit down and, and work that one out? Well, James had just gotten diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is an inside joke. You, you feel free to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> I might cut half this out. I don't Who the hell knows? <laughs> you probably have to cut a little bit more out. Maybe the whole tail end section if James gets me another beer. Um, so that one, that one was uh, a little bit indebted to i want to like write something a little like nostalgic kind of about a lot of this record is like about uh my time and i want to say like most people's times in college and kind of being like a little younger and not that i'm necessarily nostalgic for the time itself because i don't i don't know like i feel weird i don't know if you guys ever got the idea of like feeling weird about going to past places like i never want to go to my high school again like i never want to be inside it no i but, get that I, like, I turned down my reunion. I was like, I have no desire to ever go back there. Yeah. I, it's just like, I, it's like almost like, I think some, some people and I, I myself compartmentalize sections of my life. And I'm just like, that is done. The people will stay. And like, I will have new adventures with the people I love from that time. But you can't recreate what was there and it'll never be the same type of thing. So like, why why chase something that Why, you can never actually recreate? Yeah, like I, I knew some people who lived at the college we went to, like years after they graduated. I'm just, I was always just like, how can you do that? And it's like not from like a love of wanting to party. It was just like almost like them being like, I have nowhere else to go. And I'm like, you could go anywhere. There's a whole world. Compartmentalize it. Yeah. It's done. Move on. Like go to the next section of your life. Oh, so you're talking about like growing up and moving on and fleeing the that side. I just always a look at bit. it like it's never going to be the same. Like people always ask me if I miss Boston and stuff. I'm like, I would love to like your Boston. Your Boston. What, what it was to me yeah. is not what it is now. Like when I go back there, it's not even close to what exactly I have it being in my memory. And like it's. Yeah, it's still I, fun to go visit, but it's not it's not ever going. To it's be. not your Boston. No. But like there, I feel like there's there's a slight difference between that and the idea of like a small college or like what like a college that not a major city. So like if I went to school in Boston, I'd be like, I'm going to Boston. I happen to go to school there. But if I go to like where I went to, I went to Rutgers in New Jersey. Going to Rutgers is going to its own city that is a college. And that's all that it is. And it's always going to be different. And like my memories of it, like this is getting off the point of the question. And I realized, but, but my, my memory good. will never be uh, kind of like what it was. And there's also the thing, the brain does this trick where it, uh, it removes bad memories. I don't know if you know about this. It removes bad memories and only keeps good ones to keep you happy because its only goal is to keep you alive. That gets a little bit oh, more. Man, I got some pretty bad memories. Well, you've done some pretty James, and maybe you to, <laughs> maybe you need to atone for that. Okay, bless me, Father. For... <laughs> All right, give right. me give me give me four hundred Hail Mary passes in Madden, and we'll call it a day. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There, there it is. is. We found it. We figured it out. 
on, on rooftop. So if you want to get a picture, a snapshot into Chris's version of Rutgers, go watch the video that was created because it's a pretty like it's a pretty on spot to every mention, even though it's animated of exactly like it visualizes each little line of the song and you can kind of get a feel for the Fuego boys. And <laughs> I was about to mention the Fuego boys. <laughs> Beat me to it. You added boys to this thing. Like our, my little, my little group of, uh, of college friends, we accidentally got a nickname of the Fuego and no because there were girls involved <laughs> just a bunch of like incelly dudes <laughs> exactly what i assumed they were jane chris Ugh. that's where i thought this was going yeah no i know but uh no we did like you have your nickname and you're like like i don't know have you guys ever been in a group where the group has a nickname unfortunately oh. yes my college group was called better eat a pie because we were dorks and we found out that those were all Greek letters. We're like, better eat a pie. It's that, you know, yeah, we're cool. Yo, that is, I'm sorry. Like you said, that's not cool. I think that's really cool, it's man. Cool. We, we still uh, have the better eat a pie email list that we use on a daily basis. <laughs> is that all the people who bought our record? Yeah. There you go. It became better. Roberto and Theo and Axel, those guys. Yeah. Jeremy. I'm sorry. Can you say all those names one more time? <laughs> I said Roberto, Theo, Axel, Jeremy, uh, Ronnie. Really pronounced Wait, Ronnie. So just the names of rock stars from the 90s and the names of hit songs so from the 90s. Ronnie James Dio bought our record. Ronnie James Axel. Dio and then and then the Axel. Je- Axel and then Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Yeah. And a Rob and a Roberto. Because we're multi-ethnic. That's good. That's yeah. all. It's always good to be multi multi-ethnic in our <laughs> fun woke culture. I love how you felt the need to point that out too. Like that, just the way you said it, just well done. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but <laughs> kudos. It's another callback for you, so. Well, better eat a pie. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was in it. <laughs> like I, I, so now you made fun of it, and now you guys are laughing. It's a great name. That's it's we horrible. also gave ourselves fun titles like Crustmaster and Keeper of the Filling. Roberto became Duque de las Empanadas. So you know, see, I, honestly, we're making fun of my weird little uh, my weird college group, and I gotta I gotta say, you have like completely one up to me in oh, weirdness. Absolutely, that's kind of. You, thing. Did you guys play D and D in your mom's basement? <laughs> no, we played uh, Illuminati. Have you ever played that game? No, I've only played Illuminati, and it's a bedroom game. No. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's Illuminati? Yeah, what's Illuminati? It's a it's a board game. It's like a, a uh, there's cards and decks, and you take over the world by conquering other groups. I don't know. Some, someone bought that years ago, and that was like the game we played senior year. Although Axel, I think, was ranked number three in the world in Magic the Gathering at one point. Man, your senior year of college was way different than mine. Yep. <laughs> Why? Because you had sex with women? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Way to be. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm getting punched in the face at the bar. and Deservedly, right? Yeah, I was that the scar. <laughs> was that when you kept pointing out people who... Jesus Christ, dude. The one thing we don't want to call back to. <laughs> <laughs> or is that when you totaled your dad's uh, your dad's Ford Fiesta? That was years before that. 
That was years before that? On your 21st birthday? Yeah, I wasn't a senior yet. Oh, uh, okay. I was like a year before. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I like that you didn't correct Ford Fiesta, because I made that up. The point is, our senior years were very different. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Anyway, it sounds like it. Rooftops is about nostalgia, and like, <laughs> yeah, there's a <laughs> and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of like uh, kind of like little personal in jokes and stuff, and like names of people and whatnot, and uh, yeah, uh, slight references to uh, you know drug trips and like crazy stuff. It's all in there. Mario uh, Kart. And Mario Kart, which is the one that's I, like every college staple. Though. Like I would bet that's the one thing that crossed all three of us at some point in college would be Mario Kart. Yeah, and Double Dash was by far the best one. After that, I've noticed a thing with Nintendo games. Oh, to, no, I was out of it by Double Dash. Uh, well, you just got a Switch, so you're back in, baby. Yeah, and I'm way, I'm way, I'm just too much older than you guys. So no, we played well, there uh, was a Mario Kart. In yeah, I guess it was around. No, we played. Um, what did we play? Uh, Magic the Gathering. Some fighting game, Bloody Roar on GameCube. That was what we played in college. Wait, GameCube? Yeah, That's, so you would have Mario Kart I had 64, G- which was like one of the best ones. Yeah, I had GameCube. Yeah, I had GameCube in uh in high school, man. Yeah, like, I'm seven years older than you, Chris. I know how generations were. <laughs> I'm not stupid, I'm smarter than you. Sorry, that is I'm obsessed with uh Matt, you should have gotten that reference. It's uh I think you should leave on Netflix with Tim Robinson. Anyway, yeah, everyone no, watched that show. I, I don't think you got it. I didn't get that reference, but I mean, I sent you a reference to that show the other day. I loved it. It was Thank it you. was wonderful. Thank you. Hot. Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, you had GameCube. You would have had Double Dash, right? That was Double Dash was GameCube, wasn't it? Yeah, we played we played Double Dash in college. So if you had GameCube, you had Double Dash. I don't know. It was my my friend Theo had the GameCube, and I guess. He didn't have it, or maybe he did and didn't share it. I don't know. Why would you not share? Like that's the one game you do share. What he was right. always embarrassed about being terrible at video games. So he would like sit there, like we mostly played this one fighting game called Bloody Roar, and he would get his ass kicked every time. So he would actually sit there and like practice against the GameCube on his own, just like to get better at it. And he would still get his ass kicked every time. It was really sad. That wasn't even the game to play. It was always Super Smash Brothers Melee or even Soul Calibur. Oh, yeah, or Soul Calibur. Wasn't that on Dreamcast? Probably. There are, like, eight of them, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They've spanned across all platforms at this point, I think. I'm not sure what this has to do with rooftops, but I like that we talked about video games. <laughs> Mario Kart is, is referenced. Yeah, Mario Kart's referenced in, there it is. in right. that song. That, that is why, along with some other fun references. And uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, what, I'm, what things don't we sing about in our songs? Ice cream, Mario Kart, or girls? We sing about girls, not in that song. <laughs> There's girls in other songs, I swear. Well, there are girls in the Fuego Boys, so. Yes. There you go. <laughs> all those the Fuego all Boys, the all-inclusive like, Fuego Boys. We're no longer the Fuego Boys, we are just the Fuego. Yes, that's how, that's how it happens. You are woke. I'm so woke. Hi, can, everyone. Can you... I'm so woke. <laughs> Please stop saying that. <laughs> it comes out disgusting every time. It just, yeah, it just comes out so gross. It's like I'm woke. It means you're probably an, <laughs> and we're an American band. Probably means you might be racist. <laughs> I feel, I feel like when uh when people say that they're woke, it's like you know when like a uh, it's when, like Dirty Evil and Austin Powers. I'm hip. 
yeah, yeah. with it. That is that is literally exactly <laughs> what it is. I was going to compare it to like when an old like meme or thing from the internet hits, yeah, yeah, like Matt hits like local uh wow. local table, like local uh news, and like you see NBC reporting on like a SpongeBob SquarePants meme when it's like the kids call it whippets. You will have more for you at 11 p.m. And it's like, that is like saying like, seems there's a new term for social justice warriors. We'll have more for you at five o'clock p.m. Should you be scared of them? We'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know how to come out of this. So I'm just going to say thank you all for coming. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free I, to edit this as much as you'd like, and we, well, we can talk about that after. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do have one more question for you. After I'm gonna, I got to be professional and uh, front sell the song. But the record is called. Oh, it's gone. My right there it is. <laughs> Laser Tooth Tiger. The record is out now. Go get it. And uh, the song. What do we do? We settled on rooftops. So we're gonna play that. And here's more right after this here inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network.
And there you have it, our new friends, Ruby Bones, with a song from their latest record that is called Rooftops. The record is Laser Tooth Tiger. It is available right now here inside the Melting Pat. Well, not here in the show, but here we are. We got to, you know, backsell all that stuff. The Melting Pat, the next level network. Bam! A little high for my tastes. Uh, well, not for my tastes, but a little high for my uh, my voice there. But I think I got it. I think I nailed that one. There you go. Rubybonesband.com. Uh, all the social stuff will be in the show notes. But get Laser Tooth Tiger, their brand new record, where you get your stuff. And uh, thanks, guys, for joining me. That was so much fun. We ended up actually, after the conversation, after the interview officially ended, uh, we stayed on. We chatted for another hour. So, um, yeah, it was a great time. I loved every bit of it. And uh, as usual, with the guest, stick around after the credits for uh, their answers, their uh, discussion about the most important question that there is. So that is coming at the end, uh, actually shortly, because I have nothing else to tell you. So there you go. Again, my thanks to Ruby Bones for joining me for the song. Laser Tooth Tiger is the new record. Get the thing with the stuff. I am saying that correctly, aren't I? Yeah, sure. It's fine. Maybe I said it wrong three times. It's all good. Um, that was so much fun. All right. That's all for today. We did the thing. My thanks to the captain, if he was able to join us. And uh, my thanks, of course, to you, my friends, for tuning in today. I'm everywhere at the Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. Also on Twitch, if you want to join me over there for the time being. Who knows what that schedule will be once the kiddo is here. I have no idea. So uh, for now, though, it's all up there. 209-867-7638. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, observations, and of course, send in your corrections as a text or a voicemail over there. TheNextLevelNetwork.com is where you find all of our stuff and on Facebook at The Next Level Podcast Network. So there you go with all of that. Did I not do that last week? Did I forget about that? It's all good. It is all good because I did it now and yeah, who cares? Uh, if you still, if you stuck around the whole time, well then, there you go. Now you know more. Uh, <laughs> but that's it for today. Again, thank you, my friends, for listening. Stick around after the credits for some fun. But for now, G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage, they're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show for today. It sounded like I had something else, and I thought I did. But again, no, we're good. This has been an 8 Boiling production. So until next time, my friends, have fun, be safe, thank a veteran, wear a mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated when you can, and of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, can I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass has a lemonade with me. I stop a fight from the top to a BK. Got a bar crop of drinks, but cross got the bait on the front porch. I got some icing. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is demon, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash up from the S Martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling old and bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I 
not off the hook yet had to be professional had to get that in there i have one more question i ask this of every guest i have on the show and i do judge you based on your answer so think carefully no <laughs> yeah, i would i would also say no i'll say yes is a hot dog a sandwich still a no i'm i'm a no so this gets into i mean <laughs> is it again i'm thinking i always think way too much i mean what's the definition of a sandwich, right? Is if I have like some waffles with, with an egg in the middle, is that a sandwich? I mean, yeah, I think that's a sandwich. Is a hamburger a sandwich? I would say hamburger is a sandwich. These are all categories of sandwiches, but colloquially a sandwich is, you know, means something different. You're not going to call a hot dog a sandwich. Like, Oh, I'm going to make myself a sandwich. That's a hot dog. No, it's, but you know, it fits the definition. So it's a, distinction between you know a dictionary definition and a colloquial usage and uh whatever it doesn't matter wow non-committal that's uh yeah, yeah that's your life that's his life right there non-committal just a playboy <laughs> way to take a stand matt not very woke of you <laughs> so the woke answer for you would be that oh. the hot dog gets to decide whether or not it wants to be a sandwich would you say a hot dog is a boy food or a girl food? <laughs> no, but if you, you take away the, the bun, a hot dog is still a hot dog. You can cut up a hot dog, and it's still a hot dog. That's true. My son eats it like that all the time. Right. So the hot dog is the filling in a hot dog sandwich, if you will. I mean, what if you put it on like a sandwich, on sandwich bread? Then it's clearly a sandwich, and it's still clearly a hot dog. So you're saying that the vessel for the bread <laughs> dictates the terminology of the categorization yes but you're also saying that like a hot dog goes on a roll and i can eat an italian sub on a roll which would therefore make it a sandwich yeah if you put a hot dog on an italian on like a a hero roll it's clearly a sandwich at that point so a hot dog bun is just a smaller hero roll so if i put a hot dog on a hero roll it's a sandwich yeah but if you put lettuce and tomato an onion on a hot dog bun with a hot dog. How is that any different than a sausage and peppers on a on a hero? I don't consider that a sandwich. What? What? 
Wait, what? I want to call that a new sandwich. category of this question. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, like, do you consider a cheesesteak a sandwich? Yes, of course. No. It's a cheesesteak. It's a cheesesteak? It's just a cheesesteak. It's a cheesesteak sandwich. How, no. how long did you live no, in wait, wait, Well, hold on. It's not a cheesesteak sandwich. It's just a cheesesteak, bud. Thank you, Pat. Come on. I, I think how, you, how long did you guys live in Philly? Does it come under the sandwich side of the menu? No. Yes. I don't think so. Well, it's just, it's generally, it can. It, it has, I've seen it in both. It can be, a lot of times it's either its own category, they throw it in with sandwiches, or they throw it in with no, it's uh, always with like hot subs or something. Yeah, it's either hot subs yeah. so or hot sub sandwiches. No, no. What you think the a hell is wrong with you, James? Right, before we go any further, we've had sub, we've had hero. It's a hoagie. All right, can we settle on that, please? Well, no. If you're oh, comparing no. it to a cheesesteak, it's clearly a hoagie. <laughs> Every time it's a hoagie is when it's hoagie fest at Wawa. I will. I will say Wawa has hoagies because they have. They have given themselves like if you call your thing hoagies, like yeah, you gotta respect that. If the brand does it, that's fine. It's a hoagie if it's in Pennsylvania. That's all there is to it. So if you're comparing it to a cheesesteak, yeah, it's a hoagie. It's not a cheesesteak hoagie. But you don't ask for a big. I've seen that at places though. I mean, again, it's been. I don't know how to do it. That's like places that put like provolone on that. (laughs) No. Dude, of course. Some, some places crisps. will call it a cheesesteak hoagie just because they put lettuce and tomato on it. Well, they should go to hell because you don't put <laughs> lettuce and tomato on a cheesesteak. Hard <laughs> opinion. That's an intense opinion. Look, you I, like I like it. I like it. I appreciate that you're so. All right. Like, all right. Yeah. Good. Good. That's it. Have opinions and stick by them. James, I like this. you are wrong about everything tonight. Also, I do like I do like that Matt created like always. Matt created the idea of Schrodinger's hot dog, because if you cut up a hot dog and put it between two slices of bread, I feel like it's simultaneously a hot dog and a sandwich. And until you open up the bread and look, until I guess until you open up the bread, <laughs> but while the while the meat is between the bread, it is both a hot dog and a sandwich. All right, to circle back, Matt's wrong. By the way, it's not a sandwich. Just to just to put that out there. Also, I would only say it's not a sandwich because the two the two ha- uh, what surrounds the hot dog are connected. If if it was yeah. regular for them to be separated, I think it would be. I would maybe say it was a sandwich. So what about a hero where the bread is still conjoined? Yeah, like an I, Italian I, sub. I believe that the halves should be separated. I believe that, like when you're talking about the whites, no, they're better. I think the whites should be separated. <laughs> And that's just my opinion. Same with laundry, honestly. And people. <laughs> I need to get another beer. This episode is never airing. That, that new basement fridge is going to ruin Chris, isn't it? This is why I try to stop him from doing interviews. You see, Pat, you used to have to walk upstairs to get a beer. But now, uh, thanks to recent innovations. Yeah, we... Uh... Oh, yeah. Show me the... There he is. <laughs> I was like, ah! There's a mini fridge in the wall. Oh, that's fantastic. A fridge in the wall? That's the best. Put a fridge in the wall. Damn. And when I say we, James did, he also made this amazing TV. It's an old TV converted to a bar. That is fantastic. Stick your finger in and there's a motion sensor light to see what liquor you're grabbing. I love everything about that. Wow. But anyway, hot dog's not a sandwich. Mainly because, the, well, the hinge of the bread kind of makes, makes it its own thing, right? And if I order, if I go to a place and I say, hey, give me a sandwich, 
and somebody brings me a hot dog, I'm going to be like, what? Why would you do that? Don't do that to me. <laughs> so, so no. I just need like a deli slicer, like a lunch meat type of, like you need to have layers in your sandwich. What about Generally, a chicken yeah. sandwich? What? <laughs> Sorry. Chick- a chicken sandwich. A chicken sandwich. What kind of chicken? There's like one 15- that isn't made on a deli slicer, like a, ch- a grilled chicken breast. Put it on a piece of bread. Who the hell eats a grilled chicken breast on a piece of bread? People trying to lose weight, you skinny. You can, you can put like barbecue sauce or cheese or something else on there. You can put bacon if you want. You don't need a deli slicer though. Mm. Well, you still you just called that a chicken sandwich. You you said it like you're not going to say, "Hey, give me chicken." You should be like, yeah, I'm going to have a chicken sandwich. That's There's a distinction. Uh, I guess, yeah, like a chicken parm sandwich, though. Like, okay, so I'm going to go back to it's not, no. Hmm. Oh, no. You're fumbling over yourself. So I had Paul McCoy on the show over the summer. He said no, and he said, if you think long, you think wrong. And I think that applies here. Go with your gut. Yeah. <laughs> if you think the first answer is the right wrong. answer. Chris is racist, but he's woke. Yes. I am Schrodinger's millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm not racist. That was just a joke. (laughs) I mean, I think we've got some evidence to the contrary in this uh, in this conversation. I'm not sure. I you know, I don't don't think I said the worst thing. Anyway, just cut cut all of that out. (laughs) We've lost all the listeners. They're all gone. Jesus Christ. All right. I don't know where I'm going to stop this, but this seems like a solid place. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for having us. I'm going to turn your kid into a trap fan. (laughs) And scene. This is my baby boy. I'm so proud of him. He's a proud boy, and I'm a proud father. I disavow everything Chris has said. We all got to make it through this somehow. See you on the other side.